We are the tribe from the north. We're brave and we're bold. Defeating our rivals never gets old. Making our way to the Big Sky Conference. Watch out, cause here comes the silver and gold. For the Vandals of Idaho. I-D-A-H-O! Idaho! Idaho! Go! 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 You heard it there. I-D-A-H-O! Idaho! Idaho! Go! 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 Welcome back, Mighty Vandals, to Tubs at the Club, an affiliate of the Big Sky Podcast Network, for the Idaho Vandals, the new home of the Little Brown Stein. I'm your host, Dallas Hammer. Joined today, he's producing, he's seducing, and he's co-hosting Martin Heemstra. Martin, how are you doing down in Moscow? I am doing really fucking well. I just pounded a beer during that intro. I am feeling very good. I am also happy to be the only one that predicted the game right, even if it's out of pure spite. But hey, who cares? Vandals won. The Little Brown Stein is coming back to Moscow, baby. I have never been happier to be wrong. We're just going to jump right into it. This is Around the Bar, brought to you by Hughes River Expedition. Idaho has reclaimed the Little Brown Stein. 30-23 victory on the road against the number two slash number three Montana Grizzlies. Idaho got the scoring started in the first quarter with a 47-yard field goal from Ricardo Chavez. Ended up trailing 13-5 with 148 left in the second. And from there, the offense caught fire. Giovanni McCoy and the guys went 75 yards in 80 seconds, capped it off with a 24-yard touchdown catch by Hayden Hatton. It was one of his two touchdowns on the day. Idaho cut it down to trailing just 13-12 at the half. After halftime, it was all Idaho all the way. Vandal defense forces multiple turnovers. Thank you, Paul Moala. Thank you, Tommy McCormick. Idaho ends up with a 30-16 lead off of a Roshan Johnson one-yard punch in with 2.14 to play. It was all over at that point. Montana got the garbage time touchdown and a sad victory formation timeout out of the deal. Idaho ends up with the little Brownstein for the first time since 1999. Martin, on a scale of 1 to 10, how erect are we after getting the little Brownstein back? Uh, I'm going to go 10, and you might want to check back with me in about four hours now just to see how things are going, but I am doing really well, and it is feeling really good. Yeah, this, guys, this is this is the moment. Uh, we have been saying it for a very long time that Idaho, this is a different team and a different season. Kicking Montana's fucking teeth in in Washington Grizzly Stadium to the point that that game was really not in question most of the fourth quarter. Anytime Montana started getting the ball moving, Lucas Johnson throws a pick. Idaho came to play, punched them out in all three phases of the game. Special teams, yeah, Montana had their their moments, but Idaho did block a PAT. Idaho had some struggles with the with special teams, but hung with them enough. Realistically, this game was never never even that close. The it did not feel as close as the final score feels. Uh, obviously our comment section is absolutely going off right now. Idaho at this point, four wins, realistically three more wins. And this team clinches a playoff spot, two more wins and a win over number three, Montana might be good enough to get Idaho in anyways. So at this point, looking forward after this guys, this is not the high point of this season. It's going to be one of the, the highlights of the year. Definitely feels like Idaho 
has come to play, Idaho is trying for that tournament, trying to kick some fucking teeth in all across this country. Martin, we're going to start it off. What went well today? Uh, for me, it was just the passing. I know it's kind of, I'm kind of stats watching right, right now, but just like the passing game being able to step up when they needed to just because of the rushing attack was not able to get going for me is the big one to like not have to rely on the rushing game. And it was more to, just to have geo make the throws when he needed to, to make sure that Idaho won the game was just, I think the big key for me. Yeah. For me, it was, it was honestly, it was defensively how, how well Idaho played, especially coming off of a, a game where they let Dylan McCaffrey look like a, a decent big sky quarterback, Northern Colorado put up 35 points or two weeks ago. Not not a good look if you were going into Montana two weeks later, historically one of the better teams in the entire FCS. Idaho holds Montana to 220 total yards. The Grizz rushing attack only ended up with 34 yards. Uh, this after, again, it was against Idaho State, but they had just gotten Marcus Knight really getting his flow back after some devastating injuries over the last few years. He ended up with just four carries for 13 yards. Uh, Malik Flowers is actually the was their leading rusher. He's a receiver slash punt returner slash kick returner. Uh, he had one carry for twenty five yards, and that was that was really the only thing that Montana got going on the ground, which was incredible to see. Defense complete one eighty from from where it was last year. Uh, and but honestly, I think the the biggest thing is Coach Eck proved today uh, not that it was ever in question. That guy knows way more about being a head coach than Paul Petrino ever did in nine years. Uh, not to rehash the past here, guys, but this was a game Idaho won because of the decisions of the head coach. Idaho came out. I didn't even lead with this. Idaho came out the second half with an onsides kick and recovered it against Montana, the team that has better special teams than really anybody else in the country. Bobby Houck is a special teams guy. That's what he does. Rob Orich came to play, the defense locked everybody down, and Kojak made the right calls when it mattered. That onside's kick to start that second half is, is why it felt like that game just didn't, didn't really feel in question in that entire second half. Idaho controlled it from start to finish. Martin, on the other foot, is there anything that we can say didn't go well today? I... I think the guy was going to hit the nail on the head of the obvious thing, the rushing, like just the running attack, just not being where it was, was like the big thing for me. I'm an offensive, I was an offensive lineman in high school, just to not have them be able to make deal to get the play, they get those running plays going was a little disappointing. The game wouldn't have been as close. Granted, it was the late touchdown score, but still, like it couldn't, it wouldn't have been closer. If Idaho could run the ball, it would it would have been worse for Montana. Yeah, Idaho absolutely dominates the time of possession. 42 minutes and 8 seconds for the Idaho offense today. That with 44 carries and 52 yards. Really, really rough output by the, the running game here. However, again, it is Montana. They are one of the better defenses in in the conference, uh, much less the entire FCS. They, again, they are the number three or were the number three team for a reason. Number two, depending on what poll you look at. That was a, that was a little bit nerve wracking to see Idaho continue to struggle running the ball. Uh, for anybody doing the quick math, that's 1.2 yards a carry on average. Uh, I know, you know, you have a little bit of sack 
numbers to to take out of that, but not not a great look for the offensive line in that either. McCoy did feel some pressure at times. He did throw an interception today, and while the the decision looks really bad on a replay, if you look at it, I believe it was Elisha Cummings, uh, not to call anybody out by name, but completely missed a block, uh, and the defender just went completely uninhibited right at McCoy. So he just he was just trying to get away, get it out of there. Unfortunately, through a, a pretty ugly pick. But outside of that, and outside of the running game, and just the offensive line is obviously still a couple guys away from having the full depth needed to consistently hang and consistently bully a team like Montana again. We're talking about a, uh, an Idaho team that just realistically beat Montana by two scores, and the the game was over with two minutes to go. I know Montana got that touchdown, but that game was over. There was no way that Montana was going to score. The Big Sky Podcast Network chat, the different people that cover the the different Montana uh, programs, everybody was in there messaging to the Idaho guys, hey, congrats, this game's over, Grizz can't do it. The different Grizz fans I follow on Twitter all saying the same thing. If there's any Grizz fans listening to this right now, I, I highly doubt that there's anybody that hates themselves that much. But if there's any Grizz fans listening to this, they'd probably tell you the same thing. When that game was 30 to 14, it was over. The 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 seven points tacked on at the end really didn't mean anything. Um, but again, this is nitpicking in the fact that the running game didn't look great. McCoy was under pressure a little bit. Guys, this was this was just domination realistically from start to finish. Idaho three hundred forty four total yards. Grizz with two twenty again. The Grizz only had thirty four rushing yards, so Idaho only getting fifty two. Had a better running attack than Montana did today. Uh, realistically, you just you go through the list and the stats here. Idaho had only four penalties for 25 yards, considerably better there. Converted eight of 18 third downs, one of one fourth downs, and then, you know, that was a potentially questionable, probably should have been reviewed. Didn't look like maybe he got that on TV, but I'm not going to complain about it. Uh, just overall, just a really good game from Idaho. One of the, honestly, one of the most complete games they've played, even, even with the running attack not quite being what, what we've seen against everybody else. Martin, I think I know the answer to this. Who's your player of the game for the Vandals on offense? I'm going to go Hayden Hatton just with the, the game he put up with nine, I think it's nine catches, 100, nearly 150 yards and two touchdowns. Just playmakers making plays and playing in the big, making the play, making the plays when in the big game. This is what you kind of need in the in the P word, but like it is very much the player stepped up when they needed to. Couldn't agree more for anybody that's, uh, that didn't see the game and see the incredible impact Hayden Hatton did have on the game. This was absolutely the game where he came back to tell everybody, Hey, I was an all big sky conference receiver. I am still that good. You have to respect me. You have to remember me nine catches, 149 yards, two touchdowns for, uh, for Hatton on 12 targets. So, 75% of his targets he caught for almost 150 yards and, and two touchdowns. So really, 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 really good game from Hayden Hatton. Uh, honorable mention, probably on the offense, just Giovanni McCoy. I know that he had the one awful pick in, again, something I wouldn't necessarily say is his fault. Obviously, it's a bad decision, and it's something you should just take the sack there, just deal with it. But at the same point, how many times a game are you going to have a, a linebacker just come running at you without anybody there to block him it, it just it happens so vani honestly vani vani looked great uh 21 to 27 286 yards two touchdowns and the one pick like it's a 78 completion rating it, the guy is the 
The guy is efficient. The guy is nails. The crowd didn't seem to affect him at all. I thought CJ Jordan, he only got in for one play, but looked like he had command of the offense too. I, like, I, I feel so much better about this Idaho team than I have in so long. Just looking at any of these guys, I mean, I know Woods didn't have a great game. Cummings didn't have a great game. Roshan had four carries for one yard. He did have the touchdown. But the guys who didn't put out incredible numbers today are guys that put up incredible numbers at other times. So Idaho went into this without a huge game from Jermaine Jackson. Seven receptions for 95 yards is great, but not not an explosively large uh, number like he happens to put up. Connor Whitney, three for 28. Michael Graves, two for 14. Guys weren't uh, typically filling the box sheet uh, like they like they have in the past. Hatton and then to a, an extent McCoy, but uh, it doesn't really matter when you go in there and you punch the Grizzlies right in the face in Missoula. Doesn't really matter if you fill the stat box because you 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 beat them door to door, end to end. This was domination by Idaho. Martin, player of the game on the defensive side. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm going to be just, I, I'm going to go with Paul Wall to kind of kickstake that with the interception that he made to kind of, <clears throat> he made to kind of, to me, what made me realize, holy fucking shit, this is going to happen. Like that for me is what I think is the player, the player of the game on defense. Yeah, Paul Moala was a absolutely a huge impact player. That interception he had was it felt like that was the turning point kind of of that second half when he picked off uh, Lucas Johnson and it it didn't really do a ton for Idaho. They didn't score a touchdown out of the out of the deal, but it was that moment of oh oh this is not just Idaho punching up and maybe going to catch this team by surprise. This is oh Idaho might be legitimately better than Montana at this point. Uh, for me, I'm going to go with. I got to do it. Touched or excuse me, turnover, Tommy. That was that for me. That was the one that sealed the game. Uh, McCormick gets an interception, brings it down well into the red zone, and is what ended up giving Roshan the ability to punch in that one yard touchdown uh, and and realistically sealed the game away. You could have given this to really about anybody. Favai Favai was all over the place. Um, the the numbers don't particularly stand out if you go look at the box score, uh, but that's again that's because Idaho just didn't let Montana have the ball very much. When you have 42 minutes of possession and the other team only has 18, they only got off 46 plays or 46 registered tackles for the Idaho defense, which is absurd when you talk about Montana registering 89 tackles against the Vandals because again, Idaho 28 throws and some almost 50 rushes. That's that's what happens. Uh you control the time of position your defense numbers they're just they're not as huge but Paul Moala, Tommy McCormick I think the the rightful 1A and 1B defensive players of the game here uh because those two interceptions were were realistically what turned this game around Martin we are now on one hell of a winning streak four straight wins for the Vandals I don't even want to think about the last time that happened because I don't know the last time that happened and our stats department doesn't get paid enough to go find that out I think it might have been the bowl season but I don't want to be quoted on that same how are you how are you feeling now we are now halfway through the season losses to Washington State and Indiana two power five schools on the road had leads at halftime in both of those games, maybe not in Washington State, but at least in Indiana, and obviously had a lead on, on Washington State in the second quarter, at least. And then four straight wins, Drake, NAU, NOCO, you know, three cream puffs. 
and then beating Montana on the road. How are you feeling about this team right now? I'm feeling very good. It's what I'm feeling right now is hard to describe besides being drunk. Uh, just like it, it feels like the 2016 season, like in a, but in a much better way, it is very much. I don't want to say sunshine and rainbows, but it's feeling it's, I'm feeling stuff that I haven't felt in a very long time. And it is very, it is very, it is a very good way. It is very much. I am just hyped. I am at a loss for words. I, I know I picked Idaho to win this game. I know I picked Idaho to win this game, but it's very like this. It was, I'm not going to lie. It's the number three team in the fucking nation. Like you're, if you think you're going to win out, right, you're smoking some good stuff, but still it was, it's very much, I'm feeling very good right now. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I have any, pushback on that uh this is this is a weird feeling for me uh i don't know the last time that idaho went in and beat the doors off of somebody and showed that idaho should have been ranked in the top 25 most of the last few weeks idaho should shoot up honestly damn near the top 10 with a performance like this i don't think they're gonna going to because this is going to be considered a quality loss for montana and it wouldn't shock me if idaho stays around 20 but Idaho, realistically, Idaho looks like they are a playoff-bound team. This looks like a team that can hang with just about anybody in this entire country, which is a really, 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 really big change from where we were in the last fucking four years where this team just rolled over at the first sign of any sort of trouble, mostly because the coach just didn't seem to either A, know what he was doing, or B, care. This is, guys, this is... This is my impassioned plea that I seem to make about every time that Idaho has a large win. Get your asses to the Kibbe Dome. Idaho plays Portland State next weekend. Idaho is going to demolish Portland State. Portland State is a pretty mediocre team. We're talking about Idaho winning their fifth game in a row here. That is absolutely going to happen next week. We will preview that on Tuesday. But if you are listening to this right now and buzzing about, oh man, Idaho just... We got the little brown Steinbeck. Things are in a good place. Get to Moscow. I beg Seriously, you, yeah, please get to Moscow. It's yeah. Seriously, buy your tickets. It make it a fucking sellout right now. It is worth the the time and money. It's blackout the dome next week, guys. This is this is it. This is the time. This is the time to get back into Vandal football. If you've been a casual listener of Tubbs at the Club or just slowly getting your, yourself back into the Vandal fandom after the drop-down or after the Petrino years or whatever your reason might be for not having been a diehard fan of a realistically pretty rough football team over, honestly, most of the last 25 years, this is the time to come back. Jason X said in his post-game conference or interview, whatever you want to call it, where the sideline reporter from MTN comes running over and asks him a couple questions. He asked Beck just kind of about the game. And X said that they came in knowing they could win this game. It was confidence. It was, it was not overstated confidence. It wasn't just like being a blowhard, but it was just a very solid, just, Hey, look, we thought we could win this game. And we came in and we did that. And that was, that was the attitude taken here. There is no, Hey, we're punching above our weight class. Hey, you know what? Let's enjoy the ride. It's year one of the rebuild. 
I know that I've been saying that a lot, that it's, hey, we're we're in a rebuild. We can't expect playoffs year one. That's not how Coach Eck is apparently approaching this. And honestly, shows why he's the coach and why I'm just the chubby guy sitting here talking football like I know anything. Idaho, four wins in a row, finally claiming the Little Brown Stein for the first time since 1999. Five weeks left in the season. Three weeks of that at home. Next week, Portland State, blacking out the dome. Be there or be square. Yes, I said that stupid line. Martin, do you have anything else that we didn't cover from this game that you wanted to go over? No, just buy your fucking tickets to the game. That's all I got to say at this point. And if you're really interested in having some fun, go get on Twitter and find out what Montana fans think about this game. Because let me tell you, there's a whole lot of them out there, and a whole lot of them are really upset right now. If you wanted to start a salt mine, that is where you want to go right now. Yeah, uh, they're not handling this particularly well. Uh, Many people talking about how Montana got outcoached for the first time in a very long time. I don't know if that's... I don't follow Montana enough to say that Bobby Houck has outcoached every coach he's performed against in the last, I don't know, couple of years is the way that it's being claimed to make. But this is absolutely the first time in a long time that an Idaho coach has outcoached the Montana coach. Again, we're talking 1999 was the last time that Idaho had the Stein. For anybody that hasn't followed Vandal football too much in the last 25 years, that did, did mean there are years that an FCS Montana school beat an FBS Idaho team. That is over. That is done. Idaho bringing the goddamn little Brownstein back to the Kibbe Dome. And next year, hopefully, Montana will end up being homecoming. But next year, Montana in the Dome, Idaho defending the little Brownstein. It is a fantastic day to be a Vandal. It is a fantastic year to be a Vandal. This season is only going to continue to be this much fun, guys. We're looking at Portland State, Sac State, Eastern Washington, UC Davis, Idaho State. You get three wins against those teams, you're in the playoffs. You get two wins against those teams, realistically, you're you're on a coin flip at that rate. We are legitimately talking about playoffs here, people. This is going to be a conversation that we have every single week from here on out. I honestly, looking at this schedule, Sacramento State might be the only game that Idaho is not favored in at this point. Idaho is a wagon. Idaho is for real. Get your tickets. Go to Moscow and support the heck out of this football team. I was trying to emphasize heck and heck, and it didn't really work out that well. Martin's drunk. I'm trying to run the show just off of pure emotion, and my emotion is just saying, fuck the Grizz, fuck the Grizz, fuck the Grizz, fuck the Grizz. And that's nobody wants to hear me just say that for 25 minutes. So really, I'm just kind of rambling at this point, guys. I don't have a whole lot else to say. Montana got their teeth kicked in by Idaho on the road in Missoula. If you are listening to this right now as you're driving back home, thank you for listening. If you are interested in being part of our little Only Tubs chat where that's where Martin and I were hanging out most of the game, uh, most of the people in the YouTube comments, all hanging out in our little Patreon. Again, it's patreon.com backslash Tubs at the Club. We have a little Discord, the Only Tubs Discord. Jump in, have a blast with us, talk shit about Montana. That's all we're going to be doing for the next, I don't know, realistically 12 months at this point. Martin. Any final words? Realistically, one more time, I just want to shout out, like, like just the guts Idaho, the trust Idaho, at Jason Eck has in starting, I think, playing Aiden Kanapik, I think, get tackled during this game, just to have a true freshman, I believe, walk on, not 100% sure on that, just to play a true freshman at, like, at 
offensive line in Missoula of all places and still pull out the victory the way they did is something that I am very impressed about. It was something that like, I'm not going to lie. I didn't really catch on till the end, but just to play, be able to have the trust in someone like that. This game shows just how much this team has improved over last year. Just even just in the coaching changes, something to I am in shock and all above and all of. I mean, that's, that's the thing. Like, I don't think any of us thought Giovanni McCoy looked like the guy last year. Uh, I don't, I mean, I think all of the quarterbacks looked pretty rough at times. I know CJ had one really nice run and then he got hurt because of the way Petrino called things. And then when CJ was gone, Beaudry looked fine. McCoy looked okay. And the, the team just, it, the wheels fell off this year. Looking at this box score guys, Anthony Woods, new face uh yeah that's pretty much it it's pretty much the same guys uh, there's a you know a couple new faces on the offensive line jason hallback obviously wasn't around before but much of the guys that are playing are the guys that have been in this program for a while and we just went from getting blown out by teams like eastern not competing against teams like montana to now idaho legitimately has a shot not only at playoffs but Idaho could win the big sky at this point. I'm not going to get too far ahead of myself, but when you go on the road and beat your, your rival in their place and the number three team in the country, I should add the number three team in the country. And they have all of the, the, all of the momentum in the world behind them because they have owned you for almost three decades this is the kind of see. This is the kind of thing we can talk about happening, guys. This is. I think if any if anybody listening to this right now was ever asked, "Hey, if Idaho beats Montana next year, how how great do you feel about the the Jason Eck era? Even if that's the only win, if Montana is the only win, how do you feel?" I think most people would have said, "Hey, that's a great start." And here we are. That is certainly not the only win. It's certainly not the only win that's going to be. It's certainly not going to be the final win. Certainly not going to be the only big win that we're freaking out about. This is the time. This is the team. Martin, go Vandals. Uh, go Vandals. Ah!